0: Alerted to that. Matthew chapter 28, I want you to get your Bible, and quickly we're going to get into the Word of God. God has something to say to us today. I want to hear what God has to say. I think too many times we come into God's house, and we leave, and we didn't hear anything. But today, on this Easter Sunday, I want to hear what God has to say. Because God has something that He's going to say. Look at Matthew chapter 28 starting with verse number one. now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on top of it. Wouldn't you have liked to have been there and seen that? Well, I don't know, maybe not. Might have scared you to death, right? Because it did to uh, some of the guards. His countenance, verse 3, was like lightning. His clothing was white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and fell down like dead men. That's probably what would have happened to us. But the angel of the Lord answered and said to the women who had gathered that day, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. Father, thank you for your word, and I pray that as you always do, Lord, you would send your word to accomplish what you desire it to accomplish. Challenge us and change us by your word, and we give you thanks for that. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love this time of the year. It is the season of spring. The, the, the weather changes. The atmosphere changes, the leaves on the trees change, the the flowers change. By the way, doesn't this look awesome up here, all these flowers and the garden setting here by the tomb? Ah, it looks so good. Pastor Becca headed that up and Ashley helped her and and a few others, but uh, I'm thankful for those who have this gift. (laughs) But we also want to let you know that these flowers are available right after the service. We are selling these, we're just selling them at cost. And um, we, we want to help you get into the season of spring and uh, beautify your backyard or your back porch, your deck, whatever it is. So please come by and get some of these beautiful flowers. I think this year, I kept telling Karen, I think they're more vibrant and beautiful this year than, than they ever have been. So uh, come and see us about these, and we'll make sure that you, your place is beautified just like the sanctuary is today. But I believe that even the flowers as they pop their head through the ground on the spring season, are testifying that this season isn't like any other season. The Easter season is different. Easter Sunday is special. What is Easter really all about? What is the message of Easter? Unfortunately, our society has gone to great lengths and spent lots of money to try and convince us and persuade us that Easter is something that it really isn't. What I'm talking to you about today, some believe that Easter is all about bunnies and baby chickens. Chicks. Not chickens, sorry. Some believe Easter is all about Hard-boiling some eggs and dyeing them. Coloring eggs and hiding them. And chocolate. Did I mention chocolate? Anybody like chocolate? See, I could, I could get stalled right here just thinking about chocolate and talking about chocolate. Oh, Cadbury eggs. Woo. And you know what? Now, let, now this is something. I love the Reese's peanut butter cups, right? Oh, see now I'm preaching. Now I just tapped into something right there. Wow! Did you feel that just whip through the whole congregation? Reese's peanut butter eggs, uh, uh, the Reese's peanut butter cups, but the Reese's peanut butter eggs. I don't know what it is. There's something different about the eggs. But Easter's not about Reese's peanut butter eggs or Cadbury bunnies or chocolate or jelly beans or anything else like that. Easter's not about buying a new tie for Easter Sunday or buying a new dress that somebody can tell you how good you look and how pretty that is. Easter's not about a bonus day off on Friday, and I hope Friday gripped you to the very core. I hope you were brought to tears as you thought about the cross and the cruelty that happened on Friday. We can't just rush to the tomb. The stone rolled away, the tomb is empty, yippee skippy! We've got to take the time to remember the cruel, ugly cross as well. For some, it's just a bonus day off. Woo, I get an extra long weekend. Some, it's gathering with family. Family's important. I just told you a moment ago, I'm giving you a gift of family time. Family's very important to me. But Easter isn't about gathering around with the family and eating, eating a baked ham and, and deviled eggs, which they no longer call deviled eggs, I guess, on this day. They're resurrection eggs. Did y'all hear that? Did you hear that? They won't call them deviled eggs on Easter. Resurrection eggs. Uh, well, uh, okay. How many know what the real meaning of Easter is all about? Hallelujah! We as Christ's followers, those who've been redeemed, those who've been bought with a price. We know the real meaning of Easter. Easter is the birth, the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I believe we ought to say it loud and we ought to say it long. That's what Easter's all about. And I'm not against the candy. We spent... uh, uh, Last Sunday was one of the greatest Palm Sundays we've ever had, one of the greatest crowds. We took it to the community right up the street, and we gave away over 4,000 eggs filled with candy. But it's not about that. The message of Easter is the message of Jesus. Some of you all might have just thought a moment ago, now wait a minute, you said said more than just the, the death and the resurrection. You said something about the birth and the life of Jesus. Don't we celebrate the birth at at Christmas? Well, see, I believe Easter is the whole package of Jesus. I believe Easter is the the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, the burial. It's, It's the whole package. That is what Easter is all about. And today, I want to tell you the old, old story again. But I want to do more than just tell you a story. I'm taking you on a journey today. We're going somewhere. Today, I want to transport you to the very place where it happened. As I began to pray about what God would want me to say today, many months ago, seeds were planted in me. And I thought, I wonder what it was like that day. I wonder what was heard that day. Who spoke that day? Today I believe that if you will just have ear to hear, you will with me hear the voices of Easter. There was a voice that spoke that first Easter morning. I'm going to highlight just a few of the voices that spoke that day because I believe they still speak to us today. The first voice is the voice of confusion. Mark 16, verses 1 through 3, Now when the Sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, they brought spices that they might come and anoint the body of Jesus. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, And they said among themselves, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us?
1: I couldn't believe what was happening. How could they have done this to our Lord? They saw the miracles, the healing of the lame, the restoring of sight to the blind, the raising of people from the dead. Were they so afraid of him that they had to crucify him? They saw everything that he did, the love that he had for all of us. It was shown in his kindness, his goodness and his great compassion. And then we saw him on the cross. His flesh had been torn from his body. His beard had been ripped from his face. He didn't even look like a man anymore. Yet later there we were, there to anoint his body with sweet spices. It felt like it was more than we could bear, to see his body lying on that cold, stony tomb, wrapped in the swaddling clothes. It was for our sweet Lord that we came, but it was a time of great, great sorrow. It was early on that first day of the week when we came. The sun was shining on the tomb. We knew that there was a stone covering the opening, and we said to ourselves, Who will move it for us? We had come to do what needed to be done. We thought perhaps a guard will have compassion on us and roll away the stone. But as we drew nearer and nearer to the tomb, we could see that the stone had already been rolled away. We entered in, but our Lord was not there. We said to one another, who could have taken his body and why? We wanted to run to the apostles and tell them all that we had seen and all that we had heard. We wanted to find Simon Peter and tell him that someone had stolen our Lord's body and we did not know where they had laid him. But how could we report something so cruel, so terrible? And then we remembered what Jesus had said to us. He said that he would be crucified and that on the third day he would rise again And our anguish soon turned to joy and great triumph. But our hearts were soon broken as we told the apostles all that we had seen and all that we had heard. For our words were as idle tales to them. They did not believe us. We saw and heard the truth. And still, they did not believe us.
0: Mary and the other women that came that morning only came to pay their respects. They only came to honor the dead. They came to grieve. And when they arrived, things were not as they had thought they would be. Mary speaks to us today with a voice of anguish, a voice of sorrow, a voice of disbelief and fear voice of confusion. She thought it would be one way, and it turns out it's another way. Mary, by the way, is a woman with a past. Her encounter with Jesus was on a day that she had been caught in sin. The chief priest and the scribes and the elders and the religious people bring her to Jesus and say, well, teacher, the law says for this sin she's to be stoned. What do you say? They wanted to trick Jesus. Jesus just looks down and writes in the dirt. Wouldn't you like to know what he wrote that day? Oh, somebody owes me yogurt time. Hallelujah, I need some yogurt time. You know what he said to the the scribes, the elders, the the, the religious people? Whichever one of you is without sin, you lead out. You throw the first stone at her. And he just goes back to (laughs) writing something in the dirt. And all at once, after a long pause and some bit of silence, the stones are dropped. Finally, Mary looks and sees only one left. Jesus. She says, where are those who have brought me to you and have accused me? Where are my accusers? He said, they're gone. They're gone. And I'm not condemning you today. Helps her up, and he tells her, go and sin no more. Her life was changed that day, and she was filled with hope that day. Now he's he's been taken. Now he's gone. I'm confused. I'm fearful. Disbelief. These voices speak to us today, but thanks be to God, there's a voice that counters these voices of negativity, for every voice of sorrow, there is the voice of hope. Every voice of disbelief, there is the voice of faith. For every voice of fear, the voice of peace is spoken. And for the voice of confusion, a voice of love speaks. But there was another voice that spoke on this day. It's a confirming voice. The voice of confirmation. Listen Out of Matthew chapter 28, verse 2, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, his clothing white as the snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, just as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay.
2: When I saw the women look inside the tomb, and I heard their cries of Jesus' body being stolen, I knew they needed to be reminded of Christ's words. I wanted to comfort them and give them confirmation of all that Jesus had said. They were filled with fear and anguish, and that needed to be changed to joy and victory. I said, do not be afraid. Because I know you've come to see Jesus, who was crucified. But he is not here. He is risen, just as he said. I showed them the place the Lord lay. And I persuaded them to run, tell the disciples that he had risen from the dead. And that he had gone before them to Galilee. And it was there that they will see him, just as he said. Because you see, I needed them to hear every word that I told them. And they needed to understand the great truth that they had witnessed. They left the tomb with fear. But they also left with great joy as they ran to the disciples to declare the good news of Christ's resurrection.
0: The resurrection of Jesus was prophesied in the Old Testament by the prophets of old. The resurrection of Jesus was foretold by Jesus himself. The resurrection of Jesus from the tomb was confirmed by the voice of the angel. It was a voice of truth that was spoken that day, a voice of comfort, a confirming voice. He reminded them He is risen just as He said. Our society today clamors for truth, but yet will not receive the truth. They want confirmation that He is risen. Jesus was seen by eyewitnesses. After he rose from the grave. It is in historic record books. The angel confirms this. God's word confirms this. But creation itself confirms so that no one is without excuse. The heavens declare the glory of God. All creation is a testimony of God's existence so that no man is without excuse. Hear today, hear closely that confirming word of the resurrection. It also speaks from your heart. If you will listen closely and long enough, your own heart will tell you what is true. Receive this confirming word today. Jesus is risen. There was another voice that spoke, an angry voice, a deceptive voice, a voice of corruption, Matthew 28, verse 11. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priest all the things that had happened when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together. They gave a large sum of money to the soldiers that were on duty that night. And they said to them, Tell them his disciples came at night, stole him away while we, while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews still to this day. We got it done and we got it done right. We sealed that tomb just as we were told. We rolled that huge stone into a cleft so deep no one would take his body out, no one. Yet somehow that body was removed. Someone stole the body and I'm not gonna take the blame for it. Why else do you think I'm here to let you know what had been done? What answer do I get for this?
3: We've assembled the elders and we've taken counsel and we've come to the conclusion if you are asked by your supervisors, you are to tell them that these disciples of Jesus, they came in the middle of the night and they stole his body away while you and your men were asleep. Uh, there seems to be no other way, and it's, it's a plausible lie. Besides, what else could have happened other than you and your men did fall asleep and they did steal his body away?
0: You think I'm a fool? I know the penalty for sleeping while on guard duty. It was you and your elders that did this. You're still wanting for my life to to end for your own life and deceit? What answer do I get for this?
3: You worry too much. Here, we have a large sum of money for you and your men to say that they came and stole his body away. And... If word comes to the governor's ears on this matter, we will uh, will persuade him as well. Simply do as you are instructed, and all will be well. This story, this story will suffice those that have heard promise of this so-called resurrection. Now, take your money, and see to it that you and your men you stick to our account of this unfortunate incident. Take your money and go.
0: This voice is a different voice, one that we don't really focus much on on Easter Sunday. It's a voice of deception, a voice of deceit, a voice of confusion, a voice of corruption, filled with lies. And how loudly this voice speaks to us today. Our society doesn't want the truth. They don't want to live by the truth of the Word of God. And so, over time, they have taken away the truth of the Word of God, creating their own version of the truth, which is no truth at all. They reject the absolute truth and choose, rather, to believe in lies, creating a new norm. Does that sound like the day in which we live today? Look at what Romans 1.18 says. I want you to bring this scripture up for me. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all. Somebody say all. Mm-hmm ungodliness, all unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. (coughs) That sounds like the day we're living in right now, suppressing the truth and would rather live by lies. Verse number 25 of the same scripture in Romans 1, it says they exchange the truth of God for a lie. They worship and serve the creature rather than the creator creating their own version of truth, creating their own norm. But I pray that right now, the Holy Spirit would give us ears to hear the truth. Truth is, God's Word is settled in heaven. Truth is, this is God's inspired book. We believe that it is relevant to us today and that if we will embrace the truth, we will be free. See, the Scripture says in John chapter 8 and verse number 32, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Hear the voice of truth counteracting the voice of deception. The voice of corruption today. There's one more voice that we must hear before we leave. This voice spoke that day and wants to speak to us today. It's a voice of comfort. It's a voice of commissioning. The voice of Jesus. John chapter 20 Then the same day at evening, verse 19 starts, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst. He said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and he showed them his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained.
4: It was the same day of my resurrection, in the evening, first of the week, that I came to my disciples. The house where they stood at was sealed shut because they were in fear of the Jews. They didn't remember what I had told them. They didn't believe the women that were in the tomb heard an angel tell them that I was indeed alive. So I came and stood in their midst and said, peace be unto you. And then I showed them my hands and my side. And then they knew that I was their Lord, that I was their Messiah. They now knew of the great commission that was set before them. The peace they received and the forgiveness they knew was to be shared with sinners all around the world. And again I said to them, peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so I shall send you. Now receive the Holy Ghost. ever sins are forgiven, they are forgiven. And ever sins are retained, they are retained. Now they are ready to go out into the world and share the good news.
0: The voice of Jesus, he spoke two things that day. He spoke comfort. Two different times he said to his disciples, peace be to you. Be at peace. Why? Because he knew that fear would take hold. It took hold of the disciples that day. And sadly, fear takes hold of us too often. But I want you to hear the voice of Jesus that spoke peace to his disciples that day. Speak peace to your heart today. How many could use a little bit more peace in your home, a little bit more peace in the workplace, a little bit more peace in your life? I'm going to raise both of my hands. I'll take all the peace God can give me. We live in a troubled society. We live in a troubled world. It's tumultuous. Everything is trying to steal away our peace. Our own heart and mind tries to interfere with the peace of God. But Jesus speaks peace to us today. Peace in your finances. Peace in your marriage. Peace in your home. Be at peace. It was a voice of comfort, a voice of peace. But he also went on and spoke a word of commissioning. And the voice of Jesus was a voice of the commissioner. This was to those who already believed, already knew that he was real. He said, as the Father has sent me, now I also send you. I wonder, can you hear that voice today? So much work to do. So little time to do the work, and so few workers to get it done. The harvest is white and ready. We come in, and we we are healed, and we are helped, and we are encouraged, lifted up, and we go out the doors and do very little. I think it's time for a change, church. I think we need to hear the same voice of commissioning that spoke to the disciples that first Easter day. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Are you willing? Maybe you think to yourself, well, I'm not really that qualified. There's someone that can do this better than me. Yes, always. Somebody more skilled. Somebody better than you. That's just not about that. Are you willing to let God use you in the last days? Are you willing to let God use you in your world? Your world consists of everyone that you encounter in a 24-hour period. That's your world. Your world is so unique and special. Your world is unlike anybody else's world. You may have similarities. My wife and I have similar worlds. But yet, hers is different than mine, and she will encounter people that I will not in her world. Are you willing to let God use you in your world? Because how many remember how to change the world? It's been a little while ago since we talked about that, but you change the world by changing your world. You just start right there. Let God use you. He's sending you today. The commission came to the disciples. It comes to us today. Go into all the world preach the gospel to every creature. Bow your heads all over this room. I pray that God has given us ears to hear what the Spirit would say as we have listened to these eyewitnesses speaking what was really said what was meant by what was said voices of Easter have spoken conveying to us the true meaning the true message of Easter the message is the story of Jesus the story of the gospel the birth, the life, the death, the burial the resurrection this is Easter with your heads bowed I wonder if you would Say today, I'm willing for God to use me in whatever manner he chooses. Would you pray for me? All those who are willing to be used by God in some way, I want to see your hand. You can put it up and put it right back down. This is not a call to a full-time ministry, a a vocational call, a missionary call. I'm just asking, are you willing to let God use you right where you are and right where you live in your world? Put your hand up and put it right back down. You're really signifying to God rather than me. This is a signifying to God. God, I'm willing. You know my flaws. You know my faults. You know the cracks in my armor. And if you think you could still use me, that's kind of how I felt. But I'm willing. Use me for your purpose. This is what I pray every morning, church. After I say good morning to God and to the Holy Spirit, we have a little bit of conversation. Somewhere in my prayer time every morning, I will say, God, I'm willing. I'm available today. Use me for your purpose. That's all he's looking for, church. Everyone standing, Father, thank you for this great day of celebration. A day where we pause, we reflect, we remember the agony of the cross, the scourging, the punishment, the beating, but we rejoice. In a living Savior. One that death could not hold. Thank you for speaking to us today. And Lord, I pray God that you would help every person who has said, I'm willing. Use me for your purpose. Use us, Lord. Touch us and anoint us today. We give you thanks and we give you praise. We pray this in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Let the voices of Easter ring in your head and in your heart, in your spirit today. Please be reminded that there is no service on tonight or Wednesday. And to all of our visitors, I want to just say one more time how happy we are to have visitors, guests with us today. Amen. We, we want to welcome you one more time. Also, I want to invite all of our visitors, all of our guests, to stop by the Welcome Center. We have a gift for you today. Please stop by there. Pastor Moses, I want you to take some time and tell the folks about the flowers here and give us one more prayer of benediction. God bless everybody.
4: All right. Uh, These wonderful, beautiful flowers are for sale um, on this Easter Sunday. And I was just going through all the names of the different type of flowers up here. Pastor Steve is giving me the 101. All right. So we have hydrangeas calla lilies, columbine, Ranunculus, snapdragons. What am I missing here? Freesia. Thank you, Pastor Dave. Colancho.